morning, we have a, 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 special, a special event for you guys that's not me, uh, which is always so good. Um, it's very good for um, you to get to experience what we are, um, some of the efforts we have abroad. And so without me rambling on and on, um, I'm going to turn it over to Roger Babbitt. He's um, the president of, give me the name of the Master Provisions. I have short-term memory loss. Uh, Master Provisions, he's president, and they do a lot of work overseas, and I'm going to let him tell you about that, uh, and so give him, and then those, after that, I mean, after that, I will talk a little bit, just in case you're worried we will have nothing to discuss at life groups tonight, at our small groups, so um, uh, give your attention to him, and um, if you have any questions, I'm sure he would love um, to talk with you afterward. I will also point out that this is the first and maybe only time in our church's history that we have two Svetlanas in the room. We have a Svetlana there and a Svetlana here. Yes, and this one was so excited that you were, yes, yeah. Svetlana thought she was just by herself in this world, uh, but... Anyway, give your attention to Roger Babbick, and then I'll preach in just a second. It's so exciting to be here and have our guests from about 7,000 miles away. And thank you for joining with us because your support allows us to minister in six countries plus the United States. And we'll focus a lot of our time on Ukraine, but I want to give you a quick snapshot of what's going on around the world. We're entering our 25th year of service. And our joint efforts allow us to touch 35,000 lives every single month with a focus on feeding the hungry, clothing the poor, and caring for orphans and at-risk children around the world. In Guatemala, we have 40 young children who had no hope for getting past the hurdle of sixth grade. We're building a Christian school. We're providing uniforms. And that new school will open in January of 2020. I had the privilege of being there in February helping to build the retaining wall. In Honduras, we have a mission partner called His Eyes. They run a beautiful milk project where after school, they bring in children, they give them milk, they give them a snack, and they teach them about Jesus. They have clothing shops, they have medical clinics, and also they have a coffee farm that our work together has helped to establish and grow. In West Africa, in Togo, one of the poor nations in the world, we have Mawuto Farm, God's Farm, where we've sent uh, farming equipment. We have a container going over in November with clothing and additional farming equipment, plus a bulldozer to help expand that farm. They have a sewing shop that created jobs for 13 ladies, and they also have a beautiful orphan care ministry that has taken 22 children off the streets, put them into Christian homes. In Ghana, right next to Togo, we have 18 young ladies and one brave young man that are learning the trade of sewing. And we have a school that's going to start in two years, and they also work in Niger and Burkina Faso through our partnership with First Church Impact Mission. As we move to Kosovo, there's a school there, there's clothing shops in that Muslim nation, and it's a beautiful uh, educational effort where teachers go as missionaries. They can't go as a Christian school, but it's the most highly regarded school in Kosovo, teaching Jesus Christ at the personal level 
to students there. And then in Ukraine, uh, Ukraine has been beautiful to see our partnership move from just shipments of clothing to now partnering with My Home for Orphans, where their focus is on placing orphans in the Christian homes, providing counseling for families that need help. And I'm going to have Yuri come up and talk after I share two very quick stories. When the mission first started in 2003 at My Home for Orphans, there was a young baby girl and God only knows the situation, but a desperate mom birthed a baby girl into an outhouse to die. And somehow, a passerby heard the baby's cries, grabbed that baby, saved her, and Veronica, through our partnership with My Home for Orphans, was adopted into a Christian home. In 2005, our financial director, she and her husband decided to serve for six months over in Ukraine. And their mission was to work with street kids, children who were abandoned, living in the sewers, who had no hope at all. And one beautiful picture was a seven-year-old girl. And that seven-year-old girl, Anya, was taking care of her 18-month-old brother, Kolya. Of course, no diapers, filthy with urine and feces and no clothing to speak of and desperate but Lucia and her husband Jay every day would clean those children. They'd provide clothing. They'd provide a meal. They would show them a love of Jesus. But when they left in 2005, they wondered what would happen to Kolya and Anya. Last year, Lucia went over to Ukraine. And she was doing a home visit to one of the families that my home supports where they have taken in children. And when she was there, a young girl caught her eye. And they gave each other that look like, I think I know you. Sure enough, 12 years later, here was Anya and Kolya. They had been adopted into a home, literally saved through that partnership of my home. So these beautiful things are going on. Yuri and Sveta, if you would come up and talk just a little bit in a little more detail about my home for orphans. Мы благодарны Богу за возможность здесь сегодня быть и говорить о Его делах. We are grateful to God for the opportunity to be here to talk about what He's doing. С 2002 года мой дом, благодаря поддержке Master Provision, делает важную работу в Украине по спасению сирот. Since 2002, my home, together with Master Provision, do this important work to save orphans. В Украине очень сложная ситуация с сиротством. The situation with orphancy in Ukraine is very difficult. И сегодня в интернатах находится 106 тысяч детей. Currently we have 106,000 children in orphanages. Которые лишены родительской заботы. Who don't have parents to take care of them. что такое семья. Who don't know what family is. Не знают, что такое Бог и церковь. Don't know what God and church is. И главная цель служения мой дом это помочь таким детям найти любящую христианскую семью и спасение. За эти годы нам удалось поместить в христианские семьи 300 детей. И это служение набирает силу и увеличивается благодаря тем семьям, которые взяли это служение в свое сердце. To other families who open their hearts to this ministry. My home does three very important things uh, to support those families. Юридическая поддержка для того, чтобы на законных основаниях ребенок мог быть установлен в семью. Legal support so the child can be legally adopted in the family. 
обучение такой семьи и ее сопровождение весь период до 18 лет ребенка. И финансовая поддержка – это финансовая поддержка каждый месяц на ребенка 50 долларов, получает такая семья. Для украинских семей это важные деньги, которые позволяют дать ребенку то, что ему необходимо, хотя бы минимум, что необходимо ему для жизни в семье. Я попросил бы включить видео номер один. My home, together with Master Provisions, support families that decided to adopt or foster children for almost 15 years. During this time, more than 300 children have found loving Christian families, and their lives have changed dramatically. And now we'd like to introduce you to some of those families. for over 15 years. We had 22 children in our family. Those kids are a blessing from God. With God's help, kids are growing up in family, loved and loving. We took the last seven children on September 1. All of them had medical issues. They were sickly, undeveloped, didn't talk well. Now things are getting better. They start talking, their health is getting better. The kids are gaining weight, praise the Lord. Five years ago, God revealed to us that helping orphans is our ministry. We fostered two children now. We plan to welcome four more. With the support of my home, Orphans Ministry, our plans can become reality. Все эти годы это служение возможно благодаря поддержке Master Provision. И важно, что судьба этих 300 детей, она коренным образом изменена. Дети, которые не находят семью и остаются в интернате, Впоследствии большинство из них попадают в места лишения свободы за преступления. Только один процент из них получает высшее образование. 90% злоупотребляют алкоголем и наркотиками. И это большая опасность и для государства, и для людей. За те годы, которые мы служим этим семьям и детям, мы видим прекрасный результат христианского служения этим, этим судьбам. Многие уже выросли, им уже больше 18 лет. Большинство из них это люди, которые в церкви, люди, которые знают Христа, которые имеют работу, уже некоторые имеют семью. И вместе с большой командой «Мой дом» они помогают нам изменять нашу страну. Сейчас такая мощная, большая команда — это семьи, которые усыновили или приняли детей их в «Мой дом» больше ста семей таких. 
We have this huge team of families who adopted or fostered children, Christian families. We have over 100 of them. Я здесь с моей женой Оксаной. I'm here with my wife, Оксана. На протяжении этих 16 лет мы также усыновили семерых детей. And over the last 16 years, we have adopted seven children. И даже была такая надежда, что мы можем всех семей забрать в церкви, и в Украине не будет сирот. And we even hoped that we would be able to find homes for all the orphans, that we wouldn't have any orphans in Ukraine. Но несколько лет, Бог, несколько лет назад Бог сказал нам об очень важном служении. Это служение, которое не просто будет помогать сиротам попадать в семьи, но предотвратить сиротство. И мы стали служить тем семьям, которые уже находятся на грани того, что службы заберут у них детей. Пока через эту программу прошли только 40 семей. Но в 80% случаев нам удается сохранить семью, и службы не имеют претензий к ним. И это очень прекрасно, и это слава Богу, потому что мы не ищем дом сироте, но мы сохраняем его с папой, с мамой. And uh, it's great glory to God because instead of finding home for an orphan, we help the child stay with his mom or dad. And most importantly, those families become part of church. They find Christ, they start going to church. Uh, I have so many more things to tell you about God's glory, but our time is short. Uh, есть материалы, которые стоят сзади, вот на столике. Каждый, кто заинтересовался, может подойти и взять их. Спасибо большое. Thank you. Слава Богу. I would like to invite you to invade Rob and Margaret's home tonight if you want to spend some time with Life Group at 6 o'clock. No RSVP needed, and please do take a bag, but let's pray and turn it back over to Benjamin. Thanks for your attention. God, what a beautiful picture as the children here were given an offering to help orphans in Arkansas, and what a beautiful picture of the work uh, of helping orphans in Ukraine. And God, it's all your work, and so move our hearts together to be obedient to what you would call us to do. Let us listen intently to whatever the Spirit leads Benjamin to say, and we ask that we would be your people given wholly for your purpose all the time because we want you to get credit for our lives and for us working together. So bless and protect this church. Let it continue to grow. Let it continue to share the gospel of Jesus Christ to change lives here in Arkansas and around the world. For your glory in Jesus' name, amen. Y'all thank, thank them one more time. I That uh, those faces just like when you think of of orphans in the Ukraine, you you do not picture faces. You a lot of times you picture numbers and statistics, but the faces um, get me. Those are those are kids like your kids who need love, like your kids need love, and don't get it unless it's from 
God unless it's given by the Spirit and those who are working in the Spirit. So I'm just, I'm so thankful for what y'all do and um, just moved by it. In the story this week, we run up to a place where Jesus is exalted as Messiah on a cross through a death penalty. He is made king. But I want to back up a bit because next week John is going to preach to you and he is going to handle uh, the cross as well. We are spending two weeks in this particular chapter. I want to back up a bit in the story of Mark, actually quite a ways, to the moment where Jesus asked his disciples in Mark chapter 8, who do people say that I am? They said, well, some, some people say you're John the Baptist. Some people say you're Elijah. Some people say you're one of the prophets. And he says, but who do you say that I am? And if we can pause it right there. Jesus is asking this question after a, a, a long run of events that starts all the way back in just right outside of Bethsaida, right off the Sea of Galilee. Jesus is with 5,000 Israelites. And he, he feeds them all. And then several days later, he's on the other side of the sea with 4,000 people from a foreign land. And he feeds them all. See, Israel was the land of the twelve. Israel was the land where the twelve tribes lived. And the Decapolis, which is ten cities, was the land of the seven. Seven different peoples had moved in. And at one point, after both feedings, there, another issue of bread comes up in which the, he says, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and Herod. And all the disciples say, oh, did we forget bread again? The disciples didn't always have their brains fully turned to the on position. Did we forget bread again? And he says, he says, no. Do you remember how I fed the people in Israel? And they said yes. And then he asked them a weird question. He says, how many bags, how many baskets were left over? They gave him the answer. And then he says, do you remember when I fed the 4,000 over in the Decapolis, the land where they worship different gods? Do you remember how many baskets you picked up then? And they said, yeah. And they told him. Do you remember? Twelve and seven. Jesus is not making a point about the abundance of the miracle. Jesus is telling them the Messiah feeds everyone in their land. 
The Messiah is is for everyone. What they wanted was a Messiah who was for Israel. And Jesus says, yes, I am for Israel, but I'm not just for Israel. I'm for something bigger. I'm for the full kingdom of God being being put under one ruler. And it's not just Israel. It's not just the Decapolis. It's not just foreign lands. It's not just Rome. It's for everybody else. The Messiah didn't just save us. He unites us. And the Messiah is something more powerful than just a ticket to heaven. The Messiah opens a door from heaven so that heaven can come into earth, that heaven can come into our town, can come in, heaven can invade the Ukraine and Russia and Guatemala and every every beautiful place where beautiful people, children of God live, that the Messiah is bringing heaven to those people. Not just a promise of someday being flown away, but an interaction with the kingdom of God right now on a Tuesday. After he explains this, he runs into a man in Bethsaida who's blind. And it's the strangest miracle. I don't know if you remember this. It's a time when Jesus is spitting on people. The guy was blind and Jesus spit on his eyes and said, "Can, can you see? And the guy said, I can see, but they look like trees. Like it looks just blurry. And you wonder, did Jesus mess up? Then Jesus performs the miracle again, and he can see clearly. What Mark is trying to tell us, right in the middle of this big storyline, is that we've had these two miracles and they really didn't see fully until they saw the second one. The Israelites, our people, were served. And then Jesus served the other. The kingdom of God under the rule of the Messiah is not one that can only look inward to its own services, its own self. The kingdom of God is one that looks outward and sees those in need, those in need of the kingdom of God, and they go and do. They go and preach. They go and tell that there is good news. That's what Jesus is getting at. And then he asked them, who do people say that I am? And they replied, John the Baptist, Elijah, still others, the prophets. But what about you, he asked? Who do you say I am? And Peter answered, you are the Messiah. And Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him. He then began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and after three days 
rise again. He spoke plainly about this. This is one of the first times in Mark where he says, this is what is most definitely going to happen. I'm going to die. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Peter has the nerve to say, Jesus, this is a bad idea. Surely you're not going to die. But when Jesus turned and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter, saying, Get behind me, Satan. Peter probably did not see this reply coming. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Peter's Messiah served Peter. Peter's Messiah was supposed to serve Peter and Peter's people. And Jesus' view of what the Christ would be, what the Messiah would be, is bigger than Peter's people. And it's bigger than your people. It's bigger than me and my people. It's more important than what I've got going on in my life. When people ask, what does Jesus mean to you? They are asking a very short-sighted and small question. Because the question of the Bible is not, what does Jesus mean to you? The, the question of the Bible, the question the Bible is most concerned about is what does Jesus mean to the world? I can't waste my time getting upset about what's going on in my little story. But I must, if I'm going to follow Jesus, be wholly concerned with the story right beside me. And the story of the people who are different than I am. The people, the people who disagree with me about this or that problem or how to solve this or that uh, problem. It, Jesus is bringing us together. That's what the Christ is doing. That's what the Messiah is doing. Haley is going to get baptized this morning. During the invitation song, she's going to get ready. And we're going to baptize her right afterward. She's not getting baptized. When we get baptized, we're not getting baptized particularly just for ourselves. When we get baptized, we are joining the kingdom. And that has a lot of benefits for moi. Me. I just said a French word to a Ukrainian translator who translated into Ukraine. You nailed it. I was going to try to throw you a curveball. Then I used a baseball analogy. Uh, <laughs> but when we get baptized, it's not just for me. It's a declaration that in my new saved state, I am walking out into the world to bring the kingdom to that place too. No matter who I encounter, I am going to bring kingdom to them. So if you want to join Haley this morning in giving your life to kingdom, giving your life to following the Messiah, 
whether it's for the first time, whether you need to be united with Christ in His death, burial, and resurrection through baptism. Or you've been only focused on you. And your Messiah has only been about you. You've let Jesus Christ serve you, but you haven't served Jesus Christ. And today's the day to make an about face and head in the way Jesus is heading. We'll discuss this a little more at Life Group, and hopefully y'all can dive into it a little more than I have this morning. But if you need anything this morning, if you need prayers, if you need repentance, if you need baptism, please come forward while we stand and sing.